Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment, sponsored by Tech Help Boston. The other day, someone asked me why I was doing this podcast, what my mission was, and I told her, I think we all need a little inspiration. I've spent my career talking to women about what matters to them and how they got to where they are today and the wisdom they have learned along the way. The young woman you are about to meet has been doing great things with her life for many years, and she's still just a teenager. We have to give some props, though, to her mom, Claudia, because she told her daughter it was time to begin some kind of a community service project. So the daughter, being obedient, then only 14, sat down to make a list of her strengths and her passions and how she could put them to good use for the greater good. Her mission? To use her love of baking to make a birthday cake for every child at her local homeless shelters. Three years have passed, and this teen is now 17, a senior in high school, and many cakes have been baked as part of her One Wish project. Her name is Hannah Finn, and this is her story. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. When you hear someone describe you like that, does it sound like they're talking about somebody else? <laughs> it does, really. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're talking about me. Have you thanked your mother lately for this great reason why she wanted you to sit down and figure something out about the greater good? I haven't, but I, I need to. You she... will right after this interview. <laughs> I will. She's incredible. It sounds like she was a driving force for she you was. doing something good in the world. And look what has happened. How many cakes have you baked? We haven't really kept count. But if I were to take a guess, it would be around 175. That's a lot of baking. It is, yeah. Let's go back to that list of yours and the issue of homelessness and children in shelters not far from where you live. How did you come up with this idea? Did you research it? Was it an issue that was close to your heart? Talk to me about that. Going into high school, I was looking to get involved in community service. I knew that it was something that I would want to do for a long period of time. I had a whole list of passions, and I decided on baking because I love to bake, and I've loved to bake my whole life. Growing up, I have always loved to celebrate my birthday. It's been something that I always look forward You're to. You're a real birthday girl? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and I knew that children who are living in homeless shelters may not be able to have a birthday because of their financial circumstances. So that's when the idea kind of took off. And I was like, why not make these kids day and give them a birthday that they might not otherwise be able to have? You had $400 to buy your supplies. Where did that money come from? It was actually um, babysitting money that I had saved up, and I spent it all on buying cake supplies and presents for the kids. And pots and pans and measuring spoons and Everything. all that other stuff. I'm guessing that you also, though, Hannah, had to pick up the phone and call a shelter and explain who you were. Was that hard? Because I know you're a little shy. It was a little hard. The first shelter that I called was the Lazarus House, and they're in Lawrence. And I called them to tell them about the idea, and they were right on board. They loved it. So it, it made it a lot easier for me. It's so nice when you tell your idea to someone and they don't boo-hoo it. They're like, <laughs> oh, my God, that would be so perfect. It is. We all, though, have ideas. Some of them are good, even great. But ideas have to be nurtured. I always like to say that they're like seeds in a garden. you got to give them some water to make them grow. How long was it between your idea to bake a cake for a child in a shelter and then the delivery of your very first birthday cake? When I called my first shelter, they had a birthday in two days. It was like, go, go, go. Wow, <laughs> so, that must have felt so good. Yeah, so it was really quick in between thinking of the idea and kind of calling the shelter and then having my first birthday. 
Now, I know you also do some due diligence. You like to find out what the child's favorite colors are. Tell me about that. When I first started, I actually created what we call a birthday survey, and the children get to list their favorite presents, their favorite color, their hobbies, their interests. The birthday celebration is really customized around them because I want them to feel really special just as I do on my birthday. Walk me through it. You walk in the door at the shelter, and I also want to point out, too, that there are some places where you can't meet the child. Right. Let's do the one where you can. So you walk in, and then what happens? We typically get there when the children are home from school. So there's a bunch of children there, and they're all so excited, and they're like, whose birthday is it? (laughs) So they always come up to me. And then we try to figure out where um, the birthday child is, and if they're home, then I get to meet them. And they're always so excited to have a birthday celebration. So do you wait and do you sing happy birthday? Do we have candles? I mean, walk me through it. It depends on the child. So some of them are really shy and prefer to just celebrate on their own. And then other times, like a lot of the children can be really lively and they love to celebrate their birthdays with me. So we light the candles and we sing and then um, I let them celebrate on their own with their family. That very first birthday cake presentation must have been pretty special for you. It was. You said you only had two days to get ready. Go back to that day. I actually connected with a local baker that's in my area. Since it was such short notice, I didn't really know much about baking cakes because I'm more of like a cookie and brownie person. I went to her house and she helped me put together the cake and it was like a beautiful first cake. So you actually had a mentor who sat you down and helped you. Yep. Wow. And who was that? You want to give props to that person? She actually doesn't like to be recognized because she's so busy all the time. And so, I don't know. All right. (laughs) So she just wants to be that humble baker who showed you how to do it. She does. Sometimes you meet the child and sometimes you don't. This is due to privacy policies. So let's say you can't meet the child. Then what happens? You just drop it off? Yeah. Yeah. We just um, drop it off with the people that are working at the shelter, and then they'll give the cake and presents to the children when they come home. You know, it feels a little bit like being Santa Claus to me, because he (laughs) leaves presents under the tree, and you leave a cake on the counter. It's funny. That's exactly how I put it when people ask, like, what it's like to just drop off the cake. I'm like, I feel like Santa Claus. (laughs) And how does that feel? It's special, because I know that the children are in a difficult circumstance, and for the kids to know that someone is thinking about them, even if they don't get to meet them, is really special for me. What have you learned as part of this work, this journey? You've been doing this for three years. I'm sure you've met a lot of kids. You've seen some sadness. You've seen some joy. What have you learned? I've learned that you have to be grateful for everything you have in life and that some people have completely different circumstances. And there's so many people that aren't as fortunate as you in the world. And you really just have to be grateful and appreciate what you have and help other people where you can. You know, you come from a town called Andover, Massachusetts, and it's a beautiful town. It's a well-off town. And right next door to you is a city called Lawrence. Tell me the names of the shelters that you've been working with and the work that they do. They all pretty much do the same work, and they house less fortunate people who are unable to provide a home for themselves. I work with the Lazarus House, which was my first shelter that I partnered with. I work with three of the La Casa Nueva Vida houses. I work with TPP at the FINA house, and then I just added a domestic abuse shelter that is unnamed. This is growing, isn't it? When I first started, I only had one shelter, and so now we're at six. This idea of yours has turned into a nonprofit, which you're calling the One Wish Project. Yes. Do you have a mission? Yeah, it's really just to provide underprivileged children with 
birthday celebrations because these children may not be able to have a birthday and I've come across some children who haven't had a birthday in their lives before. So it's really just to provide them with a day that they are going to feel special and be happy on their birthdays. You have received lots of recognition and many awards for your community service. How does that feel? Because I know that you're, you know, you're shy. You're shy. You were, you were nervous to come in here with me. You know, yeah. now people are handing you awards all over the place. It's amazing. To get recognition for just doing something that I love doing is one of the most amazing feelings. I tell people all the time I don't do it for the recognition, but to be recognized for spreading kindness and making someone else's day just feels incredible. You know, your friends are out having a lot of fun and they might call you and say, hey, Hannah, come on out with us. We're going to da-da-da. And you're like, well, I can't right now because I'm making a cake for a homeless child. You've devoted a lot of your personal time to this. I have, yep. What do your friends say about that? They love the idea and all my friends are extremely supportive of it. There have definitely been times where I've given up time spent with them to make a birthday for a child, but I know in the end it's about the children, and if I can make someone stay, I would take that over. Oh, speaking of that, there's a quote from Maya Angelou that I love and use all the time. It's so powerful. Someone used it to describe the work that you do. Do you know the quote that I'm talking about? I do know the quote. It's, People may forget what you said, people may forget what you did, but people will always remember how you made them feel. That's pretty powerful stuff, isn't it? It is. These children may not ever remember who I am. They might never remember what I did for them or the cake that I made or the presents that I gave for them, but they're always going to remember how they felt on their birthday. College is calling. It is. Hello. (laughs) What are your plans? What do you want to do? So I actually just got into my top school. It's Quinnipiac University. In Connecticut, Connecticut. my home state. Good girl. (laughs) Hamden, Connecticut. I know it well. Wow. What do you want to do? I want to study communications there. So if all works out, I'll be there. (laughs) Great communication school. I'm so happy for you. That was your number one choice. Very good. Who's your role model and what has that person taught you? Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted TechHelpBoston.com since the year 2000. Dave Elmazian, president of TechHelpBoston, with the reasons why. We like to establish a relationship with our customers, and the best way to do that is see them in their natural setting, so to speak, and that's in their home. We come to you, we work with you on your equipment in a setting that's comfortable for you, and also we can test better that way, because if you have a printing problem or whatever, and we bring it to a shop, it may work great in the shop, but it might not work in your home. So this way we know for sure everything is working the way that it should. TechHelpBoston.com. Their experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer same day, next day, and weekends too. Visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. It takes teamwork to put a weekly series like this together. I am so grateful to Jordan Rich and Ken Carberry for giving the story behind her success a home at Chart Productions. And to Dan Tebow, our editor from Fast Twitch Media. J.C. Valeris at Platinum Circle Media, who handles our social media marketing and so much more. Thank you all for making me look so good. My role model would be my mom. She's the sweetest person you'll ever meet, and she was the person that encouraged me to really start doing community service. I always see her helping other people, and I kind of took that into my own hands, and she helps me so much with One Wish Project, and she's just as passionate about it as I am. And so she probably doesn't even know that I admire her so much, but I do. You know, a lot of people 
don't really understand the issue of homelessness because they've never been in a shelter. Mm -hmm. And they have never looked into the eyes of a child who's never had a birthday before. What would you tell them? What would you try to teach someone who's listening to this show about homelessness? I would definitely tell them that these kids are less fortunate. They deserve just as much as we do. To make their day is the most incredible thing that you can do for them. I would just tell them to spread kindness and do something for other people. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? There's definitely been a lot of obstacles through One Wish Project. I really just try to take a deep breath and remember that I'm doing this for kids. I'm making their day. And no matter what obstacles come in the way, it all turns out one way or another. The website is onewishproject.us. What are your plans for this nonprofit as you get ready to go off to college? We actually have a program. It's called Sponsor a Birthday, and people can fill out a form to pick a child to do what I do and basically give the birthday presents and the cake to a child in a homeless shelter. We're hoping that by the time I go to college, we'll have enough birthday sponsors to give out each birthday. So basically, people are going to need to step in for you, Hannah Finn, while you go off to college. (laughs) I have a prediction that there might be some work for you to do in the Hamden and New Haven area. You never know. Yeah. Do you have a mantra that you live by? Really just spread kindness. It's so important. We need so much kindness in this world. You are so young, and yet, Hannah, you are so wise. I don't know if you realize that or not. Wise beyond your years. At this moment, in a life that is still unfolding before you, what does success mean to you? Success, to me, is really just doing what's in your heart, because if you're passionate about something, you can really just take off from there. And being able to do what you love every day and change someone else's life is so important. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time. I know you had to go to school today and get in the car and come and see me here for this interview. Thank you for sharing your story and the story behind her success. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Story Behind Her Success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about her. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?